Trends and technology, processes and products. We cover these areas and more coming up on the cutting edge of cannabis. Be informed from the latest initiators of new innovation. Learn about the latest breakthroughs and best practices in the cannabis and hemp industries. Better products, better infrastructure, and better sustainability. The cutting edge of cannabis, consulted by the American Cannabis Company, starts now. Welcome to the cutting edge of cannabis. I'm your host, Ellis Smith, and today we're going to be speaking with Colin Farian, Director of Enterprise Solutions at Urban Grow. We're going to be really talking about Soleil Sense and Soleil 360 platform, which is an environmental monitoring system for grow spaces to provide actionable data, improve yields, and prevent crop loss. Colin, how are you doing today? Welcome. I'm doing great, Ellis. How are you? Man, I'm doing pretty well. Hope you're staying safe and healthy from all this crazy apocalyptic stuff we're dealing with right now. I'm doing the, the best I can. I appreciate you having me on today. You bet. So, Colin, if you would give our audience some some background about yourself and kind of what you do at Urban Grow. Um, sure. Um, in a nutshell, uh, I came from a, a pretty standard finance background. Um, did a banking program in Minneapolis. Um, and was lucky enough to move out to Boulder to work for an investment fund. Um, from there, I ended up transitioning into the uh, world of horticulture and uh, eventually cannabis, actually through a, a startup um, that I uh, uh, began with a couple um, business partners um, that was doing computer vision on plants, um, basically teaching a plant with deep learning to uh, identify if there's a pest or disease on it um, uh, and completely automated uh, I was brought into Urban Grow um, through the partnerships uh, that I had at that company. Um, and uh, at this point at Urban Grow, I'm uh, the director of enterprise solutions, as you mentioned. So my job largely encompasses uh, managing our uh, recurring services and products. Now that ranges from our virtual maintenance strategy uh, all the way to our technology, which is um, Soleil. Um, so it, it spans a, a pretty wide breadth of products and services, um, but these are all things that growers are, uh, as we kind of emerge out of the nascency uh, of cannabis, growers are um, latching onto more and more often because they need that efficiency. Yes, we do. That is for sure. <laughs> technology is becoming our friend and a lot of growers are hesitant to adopt technology, but the smart business operators are demanding it from their staff and their employees. And uh, I think this is what's really progressing or industry in what we're doing. Absolutely. Yeah, I couldn't have, could not have said that better. So if you would, then tell us about Soleil. As I'm still learning about the technology, give us kind of a high level here of exactly what the technology is. And when, it, when, it, when you say provide actionable data and improve yields and prevent crop loss, you know, I mentioned environmental monitoring system. I think that's a very elementary way to describe it. I think there's a way more, more there's a, w a way better way to describe this. So if you would kind of break this down for us and let our audience know really what this does. Yeah, and so it's usually easiest to be able to comprehend it when it's compared to a benchmark, right? So um, often when we're uh, describing Soleil, we um, compare it to um, some of the omni sensors that you might see in standard cultivations. Uh, uh, omni sensors are like the sensors that would come with your HVAC or um, even your controller, uh, but this is a little bit different. Uh, Soleil is 
um, a high density sensor network. So sensors are placed every 10 to 30 square feet um, and they're sensing for all different types of variables um, ranging from the foundational um, uh, parameters like temperature, humidity, and VPD all the way to we can monitor vertical airflow throughout your cultivation or the soil uh, volumetric water content um, across your pots. Um, and when we talk about the benefits, it's um, saying that we improve yields. That's something that a lot of people say, but um, in a sense, when you're able to locate a microclimate within your room, it can be caused from a number of different issues, right? But if we're helping to identify um, there's a massive humidity hotspot uh, within your room in the back corner and it looks like uh, one of the irrigation hoses is probably leaking and might cause an outbreak of powdery mildew across your plants within the next 24 hours if it's not found, um, that increases your yield, right? Um, so we like to use more contextual types of examples, um, um, but uh, in summary, those are the, the primary benefits that we provide um, is this high density sensor network um, and the ability to see tons of different types of variables through this really easy to use um, user interface. Okay, now you mentioned that these this, these sensors are very dense in a, in a facility, 10 to 30 square feet. So in one cultivation room being a, a thousand square foot, you can see up to 30 to 50 sensors, correct? That that is correct. Yep, and like you said, it's you're really measuring everything from temperature to CO two, VPD, um, really just everything all in one to ensure, like you said, that you don't have these these hot spots, these um, you know these high humidity areas. So I think for these these multi-tier growers that are have multi or have two different stratospheres. Sometimes they have four different stratospheres in a space because of the different levels of the lighting that they have. I think this technology is going to be super important for them to be able to utilize this because in a space with those many levels, how do you manage those stratospheres? And this is what I'm assuming your technology can really identify, locate, and really help you, um, you know, make a corrective action. Yeah. In, in, the in the multi-tiered cultivation we that's where we're most valuable uh hands down and i'm sure Ellis, we've talked about this in the past a little bit but um, when the technology was first emerging we didn't have a lot of tiered growers at that time and even we didn't have a ton of even uh, kind of varied lighting strategies in general but at this point, we've uh, we're in a Canadian cultivation um, a few months ago now, pre-pandemic, uh, when we were allowed to travel, uh, and folks with uh, a three-tiered um, cultivation, a flower room with three tiers, and yeah, you you triple your output in that room. So there's not a lot of arguments against doing a triple tier, but it there are drastic deltas in the microclimates between those three levels, um, and so having uh, sensors in there to be able to uh, tweak and um, uh, ultimately provide a completely uniform uh, climate for all of your plants is of the utmost importance. And that what we like to help with with Soleil. And so with Soleil, so when you've got these sensors from a visual standpoint, from an operator, 
how are they getting these notifications? Is it through emails or, uh, you know, text messaging? And then what kind of visual is provided to you? Is there, is there a map of the room and it's going to give you some red, red, red colors or green colors or whatever you're using to show these, these different differentials in these, in these, uh, temperatures and humidities and things. And so how does that work from a, from an operation standpoint when they get the information and how do they look at it? Yeah, so it's a good question, Austin. So it's a little bit hard to describe just over audio, but I'm going to do my very best. Um, okay. So uh, what, what you get uh, from a, a visual aspect, and what we like to say is the, the most important aspect of this platform is the user interface. So you can log on to your Soleil platform um, from your phone or from your desktop, um, and it all loads exactly the same. It's a, a mobile-enabled web page. And what you're going to see when you load up your room is a 3D model of your room. The benches will be in there. The dehues will be there. The air outtakes are going to be in that room, um, including all of your benches. So our goal when we provide these, um, and we do provide these overlaid red, green, and yellow heat maps, uh, but we try and provide as much context as possible so that you can see that right under your D here, you're seeing a real cold spot for humidity. Um, and when those things uh, bump off and the temperature spikes, you're, it's another place where you're going to have potential emergence of, um, of mold spores. Um, so it, it becomes easier than maybe necessarily just looking at a map on a, uh, uh, excuse me, just looking at um, your blank room on a heat map and then trying to figure out exactly what's going on. And now say that did happen and you had some volatility within your room of a humidity going down and then temperature spiking um, from a dehumidifier turning off, you would get an alert. Right now that's uh, completely inside of the platform. Uh, it pops up when you open your homepage for Soleil. Um, and in about a month now, uh, you'll be getting both text messages as well as email, and you'll be able to tag other people in your facility so that they also get text messages and emails uh, when you identify these issues. Okay. So, uh, Colin, let's take a break, and we'll come back, and we'll continue discussing this. Time to cut to commercial. More of the cutting edge of cannabis is coming up. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at s-h-o-o-g-i-e-s dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Let me welcome Nick Hexum from 311. We've never heard things like your music when it first came out. It's like to mix the reggae with the punk and all of that together was just such an unusual sound and, and we loved it. We realized we're not going to copy what's on the radio. At the time, it was all grunge at, that was on the radio. And I said, let's just stick to what we know and wait for a culture to come around to us. Hey, it's Nick Hexum from 311, and you're listening to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina on CannabisRadio.com. Now I'm ready to turn the page on 
Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA free and lead free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots and close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. The cutting edge of cannabis now continues only on cannabisradio.com. Welcome back. I've got Colin Farian, director of Enterprise Solutions at Urban Grow, and we're talking about Soleil. Uh, and so... <clears throat> This is fascinating technology, and I think this is just so neat how we're really able to kind of step into, I'm going to call the 22nd century. (laughs) We're really utilizing technology uh, to its fullest and becoming from a a basement industry to where we are today. I think this is a technology that's really setting the stage of where we see the future of, of cannabis production and sustainability is going to really fall in. And so with this technology and understanding that a room can have the density up to 30, 50, maybe even 100 sensors, depending on the size, is this cost effective? And if so, is there a breaking point for a certain size operator where it doesn't make sense? Usually the breaking point is if a cultivation is too small. So, and I can explain that in probably a little bit more detail, but the pricing strategy for Soleil is based on a uh, subscription. So those sensors are amortized by us uh, and then sold at a more affordable monthly cost to our clients. Now, the only way for that to be able to happen is for us to make a a return on investment of these sensors or over a certain time period. So if you have a hundred thousand square foot facility, we're going to charge you a much lower uh, per square foot fee uh, obviously in total as an absolute number, it'll be higher, but if you have a thousand dollar square foot facility, it's going to be tough to necessarily justify the cost of having those sensors in there. Um, we are working on coming out with a small cultivation, a craft cultivation program. Um, but in the meantime, given the uh, business model of charging on a subscription basis, which we think is most effective to be able to get the technology into the hands of as many people as possible, um, we can't necessarily serve all of the craft growers, um, which is unfortunate, especially um, given uh, LSU and I both uh, live in Denver, where we have a ton of craft growers that are still operating really well. Um, But in those other states like Massachusetts um, or even Arizona, uh, that's not always the case. And we tend to see bigger multi-state operators. And those have been the primary adopters so far. Well, and for our audience sake, I'll let them know that this is very cost effective. When I, you know, spoke to you guys and looked at it, understood really kind of what you get. And it, it really is when, if you're at a certain scale. So for our audience, really make the call, reach out to these guys, because this stuff is pretty cool for what you get. And the price point, it, it is very, very affordable. And with that being said, if you're not using this, there's so much valuable data that you're missing out on for improvement. And this is where I want to bring this point to 
let's look at this like manufacturing. Cannabis is manufacturing, and we need to adopt these processes and procedures from other manufacturing industries and apply it to cannabis. For instance, Kaizen, K-A-I-Z-O-N. It's the you know the the, the the constant improvement of a process and procedure, and this is what this technology is really a component of Kaizen. It's really allowing us to really. Um, you know, and make that constant improvement, see where we have the flaws in the space and what do we do to get, you know, 100% success out of that room with no hot spots, no high humidity areas, the VPD being off in a certain area. It's such an important component for your business. And for our listeners, please do your part to really step up and, and, and be sustainable in how you look at your long-term business approach. Because if you're not using these tools, you're going to get left behind. And so once again, Ellis, I could not have said that better. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, it's how are you going to stay competitive, right? This is this, you have to look at this. And I think what you guys have done on the pricing is, is really allowed it to be sustainable. And so for our, for our audience, I really encourage you. I hate, I hate doing these shameless plugs, but it's smart. You know, it really is. Yeah. And, and I w- always want to go out um, and kind of, uh, under promise, especially in these types of uh, situations where we're advertising the platform. Um, but we really, we haven't had a lot of pushback on price. And obviously uh, the um, economic theory goes that you, you raise prices when people aren't pushing back. But uh, the situation that we're in now between the epidemic and cannabis being labeled uh, an essential service, um, this is a technology we want to get into as many people's hands, growers' hands as possible because it allows you to not necessarily have as many people in the cultivation at once. It allows you to be able to monitor your rooms from your home office um, or from even a central uh, corporate headquarters if you've got cultivations all over the country. Um, Our goal is to make everyone's life easier and to grow more consistent cannabis um, and uh, it's priced accordingly. Uh, I believe that as well. And so what kind of challenges or obstacles have you guys encountered bringing this into the space, whether from just penetrating the market and getting people to listen to you all the way down to ensuring the technology that you're installing is working and you have no fail rate with your sensors and these types of things. Where have the challenges and obstacles fallen? <laughs> There's been a long list. Um, <laughs> let me see if I can name the top three. Uh, first, <laughs> the the technology really emerged uh, about uh, I think three to four years ago now. Um, kind of lose track of time, but back then uh, there were only a couple of states that were legal. Um, Canada, Canada was uh, just coming on, uh, and at, at the time we were seeing these huge, huge margins in cannabis flower as it went to dispensaries, wholesale extraction, et cetera. Um, and when you have those huge margins, growers don't need to have perfect flower. They don't need to be, right? Um, they don't need to be as efficient as possible. But uh, unfortunately, agriculture is a perfectly competitive market um, in the same way that if your neighbor, if you're planting corn and your neighbor finds out a way that's going to increase his efficiency in planting corn by 15%, if you don't adopt the same tools that he's adopted, you're going to go out of business. And we're starting to see that in cannabis now. Um, and that's been the spur of most of the adoption 
from our end. We're seeing price compression in the crop. Um, and so for a long time marketing this to growers, it was like, well, it seems like a nice to have, but I don't know if I really need it. Like I'm already making hand over fist money um, and I really enjoy my day job. So um, I'm, not, I'm not sure if this is gonna make my life any easier. Uh, now we're looking at a scenario where we're, we're telling growers, we're pretty confident at a base level that you're gonna increase your yields by three to 5% with this technology. And that will be the difference for a lot of growers um, in being profitable or uh, in the red. Um, and so that's something we really like to boast. Um, I say the only other challenge or the other primary challenge is when we finally got people to adopt, <laughs> Uh, they did in droves, uh, but all of a sudden, everyone is, um, say this diplomatically, but quite worried about their their data and the uh, and just security in general, which you can't yeah. can't blame anyone, right? Else. Yep. Um, yep. But from a data standpoint, um, a lot of growers are uh, concerned about keeping their proprietary processes proprietary. Um, and so what we've done um, at Soleil is allowed everyone to control their own data. They don't necessarily contribute to a, a giant um, artificial intelligence brain inside of the platform. Although you can contribute your own data to creating your own brain, um, which we call anomaly detection, um, separate topic. Uh, but um, we're in the early innings of the business, we. Um, had looked at and thought that it might be possible to be able to take all this data and aggregate it to be able to make uh, uh, processes, like uniform ingredients sure. of climate to be able to grow certain strands. We're now looking at doing this on a cultivator by cultivator basis. That was one of my questions, like who owns the data and are you guys compiling it for a bigger set to be utilized, like you're saying? So that's great to see that you're protecting the users, um, allowing them to kind of maintain control over that IP. Is It's a prescription. It's a, it's a way to really create a repeatable process that can prove successful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and if that's what people want, um, we want everyone to be able to be as uh, happy with the product as possible. So if they're not necessarily going to contribute um, to a uh, aggregated data set, um, it makes the most sense. And we still keep people on the platform by helping them contribute to their own data set. All right, Carl, let's take a quick break and we'll come back. We'll continue discussing Soleil. Time to cut to commercial. More of the cutting edge of cannabis is coming up. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Himping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint Business and cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Doc Rob. 
the concierge for better living. My guests say Razzy Berry. We're talking about nature, naturopathic medicine, as well as the concept of prevention and preventing disease. Empower people to live a naturopathic lifestyle. Get to know your body, understand its rhythms, remove toxins, and use natural alternatives whenever possible. 90 to 95% of cancers are due to environment and lifestyle risk factors. That's a huge number. That means that cancer is preventable. The Concierge for Better Living with Doc Rob. Only on CannabisRadio.com. The National Cannabis Industry Association presents the 2020 Cannabis Caucus Event Series from March 10th through March 26th. Don't miss this exclusive opportunity for NCIA members to network, learn about regional issues from influential guest speakers, and get the latest news about NCIA's federal policy work and emerging topics. Look for this year's only tour of Cannabis Caucus events coming to Portland, Denver, St. Louis, Detroit, Chicago, Newark, Sacramento, and Los Angeles this March. Stay connected, get informed, and take action to protect our industry and your business. Register now for your complimentary tickets at thecannabisindustry.org slash events. The cutting edge of cannabis now continues only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back. I'm here with Colin Farian, the director of Enterprise Solutions at Urban Grow. We're talking about Soleil. Um, Colin, how many users do you guys have currently now and how many states are you in or countries for that matter? We are in two countries. Um, Number of users, I don't know off the top of my head, but we have been fortunate enough to, um, we commercially launched this past July. Actually, it's almost been a year. Um, We're creeping up on it. Uh, And we've got, uh, I believe, three of the five top MSOs um, using the platform, uh, as well as a number of um, uh, bigger regional operators. Uh, So that's been um, something that we've found uh, I mean, that's been kind of our, our proof of value so far with the platform. Well, congratulations on that. That's tremendous. I mean, three of the big five. Shoo! That's that's mega. So for our audience members, just know that this is what it's going to take to get ahead. And you see the, the big boys doing it. And so fall in line, people. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, they, they say if you get the big boys, the, the smaller ones are easier, but uh, it's not always the case. That's right. That's right. So, you know, you, 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 you sparked my interest with your background before you came to um, Urban Grow with your spectral analysis tech you guys were working on. You know, are you bringing that stuff into Urban Grow? Can I ask that question? Are we going to see any new things launched this year from you guys? And I like to ask that question. What are we going to see new? And it's because you kind of hinted at what your background was. I'm, I love the spectral analysis stuff. And I think that's a big, big, another component to what you guys are doing. And so am I premature to ask that or should you not talk about that or what? <laughs> I mean, I think it's, it's probably just a little bit premature. We're always on the lookout for new technologies. Um, spectral is definitely on the radar, um, but at, at the moment where we've been hyper-focused on um, automated solutions to help growers um, uh, to help growers operate their facilities uh, remotely, just okay. due to the pandemic. So that's kind of it's moved around that roadmap just a bit for us, um, as I'm sure it has for for everyone else 
in the working world, right? Yep, you bet, you bet. And so, any new products that we can see this year from you guys, or kind of sticking to your guns on what you have out there? I, I would say the, um, uh, the 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 tease I, I probably am allowed to give is um, there are technologies that uh, allow for in the same way that a uh, a dog might be able to smell um, mold. Yep. We have, are working on sensor technology to do the same thing. So um, CMOS sensors, collateralized metal oxide uh, sensors can be tuned uh, to be able to pick up on uh, various scents. And uh, VOCs is ultimately what this is, more technical term. But when we're looking at um, volatile organic compounds, um, we think the, the biggest issue that we continue to run into with our clients is uh, I just can't catch PM quick enough. Um, and it's in Colorado, it's it's not fun at all, but as bad as it is, we have a pretty lucky given our humidity levels when you're operating in Massachusetts or Rhode Island, this is a huge, huge pain. Um, so we're working on a sensor that's going to be able to predict it well ahead. Um, I was under the, I was under the impression going into this that um, spectral imaging would be the fastest way yeah. to catch yeah. PM, just given my background in it. Um, and it is, it's a really fast way, but it's, it takes a lot of effort to tune a spectral imager to uh, that specific of a compound, um, especially when you're trying to uh, figure out the difference between how PM might look um, on a spectral analysis versus maybe a potassium deficiency. Uh, With volatile organic compounds, on the other hand, it's a very, very um, unique biomarker. And so we're working on getting sensors to be able to um, identify that and they'll be included in the Soleil kits when they're purchased. So I love asking these questions. I love getting and <laughs> seeing what you guys are up to and <laughs> what you're nerding out on so that we all can nerd out on it too because uh, PM is not a good friend. Someone sent me a picture this morning. What is this? And I'm like, oh, welcome to the club. You're finally a grower now. And that's what I told him. I'm like, you're finally a grower. You've never seen this before. So welcome to the club. Uh, so... Um, you know, we've got about a minute, minute and a half here, uh, to wrap this up. Um, why do you do what you do? You know, you, you have a very different background coming from the financial space and you've kind of dabbled in cannabis and now you're full bore into it. What, what, what drives you to come to work every day and do what you do? I mean, um, gosh, Alice, in, to, to start, it's, it's an industry with a lot of good people. Um, Coming from a, a finance uh, and banking background, um, I'm, well, I mean this with the utmost respect, but I, I would say objectively, integrity is not always at the top of mind uh, for people. Um, in cannabis, right? In in cannabis, you're working with a bunch of folks who are excited to go to work every day. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times I've had conversations with cultivators that say, I can't believe that I, I get to do this uh-huh. and get paid for it, mm-hmm. um, which is a really nice opportunity. Now, the economic side of this, it's it's great to be able to enjoy what you do. But on top of that, we have a, a secular industry that we're working in. And I think that was kind of, uh, that was up to subjectivity until now. You know, a lot of people would say, well, cannabis isn't 
beta resistant, which means just if there's an economic recession, people aren't going to be buying cannabis. And um, for a long time, you'd I would respond as they're going to buy alcohol in a recession. They're definitely going to be buying cannabis. And we're seeing that now, right? People aren't going to slow down. No. This market's only going to continue to get bigger and bigger. And if if you're a part of it, especially now when this community is so tight and it's 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 not that hard to meet people, it's not that hard to network. Um, it prevents presents a really nice opportunity to get into um, the ground floor of an industry that's going to be massive ten years from now. And really, what you need to do is have a good reputation, which means treating people the way you you'd want to be treated, um, and you need to stick around for long enough. Colin Farian, Director of Enterprise Solutions at Urban Growth. Thanks again for coming on today. Thank you for joining us for this edition of The Cutting Edge of Cannabis. You can download past episodes of our program by going to CannabisRadio.com or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.